Welcome to the Connection Podcast. I'm Jason Keister, the show's producer, here with hosts Drew Boreen and Lexi DeLuna. Let's get ready to connect with somebody new today. All right, welcome to the Connection Podcast. We're happy to have a special guest with us today, Brianna Raven of Fifth Ward. Our first, uh, oh my gosh, I'm like lisping right now, it's bad. It's okay. Our first youth interview, and we have our two hosts with us, Lexi DeLuna. Say hi, Lexi. Hello. And Drew Boreen. I'm back. He's back. Can't get rid of me. I'm going to kick it to the host and let you guys just go. Don't worry. Just give me a few months and then I'll be gotten rid of. (laughs) Then I'll just, then I could just show up for random episodes and then everyone's like, well, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, um, Brianna. (laughs) Actually, Brianna. Oh, Brianna. Um, Oh, hi, Brie. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. My good. voice is going out a little bit, if you can't tell. That's okay. Okay. Well, thank you. So, um, how's your day been going? Um, it's been super. Just got back from church, and um, yeah, it's been good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. Can I? Did you have something else? No. Okay. Was that, the, that was the big <laughs> intro we were doing? Well, I was going to do a bit where I was just like, I'm back. Quiet. You can't get rid of me. But nobody else went for it except for Lexi. So. Oh. I'm back. You can't get rid of me. So the second and we is, can't get rid of you. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I feel like that's a challenge. I like, I like the new setup. It's really nice. It's much better than it's my beautiful sock mics. <laughs> Okay, so Brianna, we just want to know some like basic like where did you grow up, um, family life, like pets, like just all that jazz. Okay, um, I was born in Indiana, in Indianapolis, um, while my parents were both in school. My dad was in dental school, and then I lived there for a little bit, and I moved to Oregon when I was probably two, and then I've lived in three different houses here, um, all pretty close to each other. And we've been here for probably 11 to 12 years, and yeah. Solid. Um, how many siblings were they at? Um, I have three siblings. I'm the second oldest. My older sister is 19. She goes to Utah State. Um, and then my younger brother, he is 16, just got his driver's license. And then Tyler just got his license. I already he's a oh driver. That's what his friends. Are <laughs> yeah, I've gotten Wait, multiple phone calls. Wait, he's been driving calls. with his friends? No. <laughs> uh oh. Um, but yeah, and then my sister Kelsey is an eighth no, grader, and she's she's doing good too. So yeah, solid. And then um, I heard a bird upstairs. Oh yeah, that's Aspen. She's my bird. Well, she was Abby's bird, and then she moved out and didn't want her. So oh. I adopted her because I think it's horrible to get rid of a pet after having a pet. So I take care of her now. That's what kind of bird is Aspen? Oh, uh, it's a parakeet. Oh, and, yeah, do you sleep talk, at all? Unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I sleep. She's, she's like in the bathroom because there's no room in my room, and there's no room in Kelsey's room. But it's okay. She likes it in there. What happened to Abby's room? Um, it's now Kelsey's room. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Kelsey moved upstairs when she moved out. Quick context for everybody who's not actually in this room. We are not in our usual setup. We are actually at Brianna's house. <laughs> yep. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very lovely. I like your piano. Thank you. The dampener pedal's a bit um, too much, but that's okay. Yeah. 
That's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, that piano is actually the first thing my parents bought together. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's um, in tune. I like. Yeah. So maybe speaking about instruments. Yeah, I was gonna bring it to the same place. It's crazy. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Is, did any of you guys want to say anything about the cello? Or? Oh, no, Go no, no, for it. Go like, for it. Okay. Yeah. Rihanna, what <laughs> instrument do you play? I play the cello, the best instrument. Solid. Um, how did you get into that? Um, well, I started playing in second grade. I actually took lessons from a violinist, um, and uh, <laughs> 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 she knew how to play the cello. Okay. They're, they're very, they're similar. Um, but yeah, so I first knew I wanted to play the cello when I was in second grade, and my dad, um, he brought home like a baby cello because there's different sizes. There's like quarter, three quarter, half full and it was a little baby cello so it was like a quarter size and I walked into their room and I saw it there and I just picked it up and I started playing it and then when my parents walked in I had like a really big grin on my face and I was just like I want to play this and then they started um, taking me to lessons and I've been playing ever since. I have a question about cellos. Yeah. Because I played cellos for a while and I've never Uh understood this. Is it like a graduation system? Like you start with your quarter cello, and then you get bigger, and then you go to your half cello, then you go to your three quarters cello. But when you get to a full cello, it's like all professionals just play with the full cello. So yes. Okay. So they start. They go by size. So basically, when you're really little, you can't play a full because it's too big. So you get like the bigger cellos when you get bigger. And then there's different variations of like full size cellos. So there's like smaller ones, medium ones, big ones just like based off of whoever made the cello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just gives a different resonance. Like yeah, just kind of basically whatever voice. tone you want. My cello is a bit on the smaller side of a full. Yep. Well, if you have not heard Brianna play, she's very good. <laughs> and quick plug, Brianna, I hear you're in something um, coming up soon. I am. I am playing the voice of the Savior in the Lamb of God for the Easter cantata, Easter festival thing. Um, I want to clarify, the voice of the Savior is not an instrument? Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's the part that it is. <laughs> oh, so you're playing the cello? Yeah, I'm playing the cello. Wow. And the cello represents Jesus' voice? Yep. So, Bree, how did you get involved in that? Um, I did it the year COVID happened, and it was a lot smaller, um, just because... I, I don't know, somebody knew I played the cello and just asked if I would play, and I, I said, <laughs> of course, yeah, it probably was you, Drew. That's my mom was the director that year. Yeah, yeah, and then um, I got asked again to do it this year by Drew's mom again, and I said yes, because it'll probably be my last year being able to do it, because I'm moving out soon, and yeah, I'm super excited. I'll be able to play more of the music. It was kind of difficult because I didn't know how to play all of it last time, but this time... I'll be able to play more of it. I know it was a little different during the COVID years, but what was that experience like? Um, it was wonderful. Like I, I love playing music, especially with other musicians. I've, um, I've been a part of like the EYSO, Eugene, um, like junior orchestra and youth symphony, and it's probably the coolest experiences um, of me playing my cello is when I get to play with other people because it's just crazy the sound that like you can produce with other people and then just knowing you're a part of it um and then like practicing on your own and then bringing it to the group it's like everyone brings something different to the table and it just sounds super cool together the spirit was very strong so oh. yeah it was awesome yeah i played percussion for it 
The sound of Jesus's sandals. <laughs> were you? You were also. Were you also in in the uh, same production that Brie was in? Yes, we actually never performed it. it. We were in production before COVID hit, and then mm-hmm. COVID hit, and we had to cancel it. So yeah. this will be actually our first time ever actually performing Lamb of God yeah. with the music people. I'm actually just curious about that as a. I'll declare myself as a non-musician, but just the experience of making music together with other people and the spirit that you feel. It's, are you asking me? Yeah, you or, or Brie again. Teamwork. <laughs> there was a high five there. Um, <laughs> I don't know, music is like the best. Music yeah. is such like a beautiful art form. Mm-hmm. Like I came back from a, a choir event and just singing with a bunch of like tenors and bass choir, like choir members. It's just incredible, especially when everyone's like in tune and everyone's thinking more about musicality rather than getting the notes right. Yep. So I think that's the same thing with the Eugene Youth Symphony. Yeah, 100%. The feeling and like emotion that comes from music can be so strong compared to like just words or just, um, I don't know, just anything, but like music, it just ties everything together. And I think it reaches different people differently. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a different language that can speak to your heart for Definitely, sure. Yeah. I have a question about music for Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where this is gonna go? No. Okay. Brie, what are your thoughts on jazz music? Oh no. <laughs> I don't enjoy jazz. I don't I don't love That's okay. it. I don't love That's it. That's okay, Brie. We I were just having okay. this talk about jazz before the show, weren't we? It's only like <laughs> A really free way to express yourself through music, Okay, I feel like it's I okay. don't like jazz because one time I was on a family trip, my family, of course, and we were like driving around with know. this guy in his van. It was official, but like, it wasn't sketch. Jazz it was like, no, it was like a guy that's <laughs> supposed to drive people around in his van, and it, like kind of like a tech, like a big taxi. Um, okay. But every single <laughs> like time we went in there, he was playing jazz music, and it was like long car rides that we were in there, and I, I hated it. it so was it's like PTSD. Me. Yeah, basically. Oh, PTJD, <laughs> jazz disorder. Yeah. Well. I'm sorry for you. That's okay. okay. That's okay. I, I <laughs> I this is an ongoing fight. I've had with her for a long time. Yeah. Except it's only been a one-way fight. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just segue off that because uh, speaking of strange people driving you in vans, um, <laughs> I've, heard, oh, okay. I've heard that uh, you've had several near-death experiences. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm just like, <laughs> we're talking about vans? Or <laughs> I, was like, the show I was like, yeah. what is he? <laughs> like, one time there was this guy <laughs> pulled up in a white van oh but he was God. playing jazz music and so it's like no way no that's way. how i heard it to start but yeah several near-death experiences what's that all about um so yeah um my parents always tell me that there is like a group of angels watching over me because i have had several near-death experiences um one of them one of the okay so I, I almost drowned once and then I fell out of a treehouse and almost broke my neck the second time and then I almost got hit by a car so all of those three um, which one do you want to hear about <laughs> falling out of the treehouse okay the treehouse got it okay so how old were you I was probably four three or four um, so we were at a friend's house for like a birthday party or something and they had this really big treehouse with like steps that had a lot of space in between them and I was I was pretty little little child and my older sister we were up there 
we were eating mac and cheese because it was like lunchtime or something and she went down to get more and I of course followed her because I always I followed her um, and I fell through like one of the cracks in the um, steps and I started falling and it was like a really high treehouse like it was it was super big and I was like three or four and then this branch like like not caught me but it kind of like flipped me around and slowed me down and then I landed on either my back or my stomach whatever whichever one better to land on um, but yeah and so I I was I was fine after a little bit but yeah that was one of them and mm-hmm your mom's here. And we see your mom walk in. What was <laughs> yeah. your parents' reaction to that? <laughs> I, <Yes>. They <laughs> definitely, I don't know, they just kind of like ran over to me and were super nervous. I don't know what happened after that. I, I don't remember that. <laughs> just like, um, I know there was not any permanent damage that I know of, so that's good. But yeah, they were, they didn't love that. They did, they were, they did not appreciate you no, doing that. No, they did no. not appreciate me falling out of the tree. <laughs> so what well, we have a doctor here, Doctor <laughs> Professor Dr. Bishop, Jason O'Brien Keister. I have a question for you in a medical sense. Oh, man, I'll try to answer it. Yeah. That reassures me. Um, <laughs> would it be better to fall on your back or your stomach? Oh, wow, that's a good question. Um, I would generally say that it would be better to fall on your back. So I was thinking, because like your yeah. organs and stuff. You never know what internal organs are going to hit. So I would, I would say I would prefer that. So I'm guessing you fell on your back. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's yeah, that's that's what happened. <laughs> well, good job, Bri. Thank you, you. You made it. Yep, I did. Still here today. Okay, well, wait. Are we going through all three near-death experiences? <laughs> we can. Okay, let's do it. I think that would be fun. Yeah, we're doing like a okay a binge session. Okay, so the next one, <laughs> let's do the ocean. Okay, so um, my family, we've all we go to the ocean all the time. And we were at Hasida Head Beach, um, and my brother was super little, just learning how to walk, and I was um, also little, I was probably four. And um, my sister and I, my sister Abby, she's the older one, um, we had our rain boots on, because that's what we always wore to the beach. And we'd go up to like where the sand was wet, right where the waves were coming up to, and she started like digging her boots into the sand. And so I, of course, followed her and did that same thing. And I dug my boots into the sand. And then this really big wave came. And she was able to get out because she had stronger legs than me and was older. And I was not able to get out. And so the wave, like, hit me and then, like, started taking me out. So I was in the ocean. And then we actually have a video of it. Like, one of those, like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like there's, a, there's a video on my on my mom's computer of she's like filming Tyler because he's adorable like walking on the rocks at the yeah. beach and then you just hear um, like you hear me scream in the water and then you hear my mom yell like Peter go get her <laughs> and then the camera like gets all disheveled like she drops her phone or something and then we have a video of what happened after and it's me in the car with my pink blanket that I always had with me and I was sitting in my car seat and then my mom turns around and she looks at me and she's like, Brianna, what happened? And I was like, and oh my gosh, it's so cute. The words I said were, I was like, my daddy saved me. And that's all I said. And I was just like crying oh. and so quiet. And so, yeah, that's that's the second one. I have to see that video later. I don't know if I remember <laughs> trend. 
<laughs> so he did save you though? Yes, he saved me. You just run out and like Yeah, I guess he just like got into the ocean and came and got me. Allow me to just scientifically just point out a trend I've noticed here. <laughs> a lot of these come from you following Abby. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Our relationship was uh, was it's it's good. It's great. I definitely I don't know. I like following her. I always like doing what my big sister did. So does the last one have to do with you following Abby it somewhere? It does not. The no, it doesn't. Abby's okay. not Abby's not included in that one. So yeah, the third one was me almost getting hit by a car. This one I was probably um, a little younger than four. I was probably like three. Or maybe I was older. Maybe I was like five. Um, all I knew was I could walk. And we were at this cool glass blowing shop. And um, yeah, we were at this cool glass blowing shop and we were with like family friends. And they had little kids too. And so they went to, across the street after being done in the glass blowing shop to a different store. And um, some of my siblings followed her and like their family. And I was with my parents. And then I decided I wanted to go with them, but they didn't know I was following them. And my parents didn't see me leave. So I was like a little bit behind them. And they crossed this super busy street. And I started like walking out into the middle of the street. And then, <laughs> and then my mom just hears these like this car like slam on their brakes and then someone yell like whose kid is this and then she turns around and she's like mortified and like tear and she like runs out into the street and picks me up and she just feels awful of course because she had no idea like that obviously she wasn't expecting that to happen but and then yeah she felt horrible for weeks but that was another one I'm just glad that car stopped but yeah <laughs> yeah that was the third one Congratulations, you survived. I know, yeah. <laughs> yep. I have, a, I have a question. Very much changing topic. Um, Do you like to run? Yes, I do like to run. I love running. Like, how much? A scale of one to three. One to three? Yeah. Um, A four. How'd you get into running? Um, I've been running ever since I was... I've, ever since I could walk, basically. Um, we live in like Tracktown, USA, being in Springfield, Eugene area. And so I, it started like at all comers meets at Hayward Field, the old one. And we'd go there every summer and compete in the track and field meets. And then I started doing um, running in like middle school and then I did it in high school. And I fell in love with track and I plan to do it for a long time. And I, can I, I don't know if we're breaking news, but I see you wearing a, a shirt here with the name <laughs> oh, yeah. of a college on it. Yep. What's going on there? Um, I committed to Utah State University on Thursday, so that was like four days ago. And yeah, so I'm officially going to Utah State to compete at the Division One level for track and field. Is there scholarship so along with cool. that? Yep. Wait, how much? Wait, you don't, I don't know how much you're... <laughs> I can ask you afterwards. If that's, you know, <laughs> okay. Drew's like trying to figure out if he can get on on that per diem or. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't apply that school. It's now official. I went to a bunch of different recruitment trips for um, university that I was interested in, and Utah State just was the best fit, and so I'm super excited. So why Utah State? Um, I really love the the feel there. So it's like small town feel, but it's a big school. And so it's like a very college town. Um, it's kind of like, it's like right in the, um, at the opening of a canyon. So it's kind of like a little town by itself. 
um, with just like the university. And um, it's super pretty there. The mountains are gorgeous. The only thing is it's like super cold. So like the other day it was negative 20 degrees there. <laughs> and so, but other than that, it's great. <laughs> so it's pluses and it's pluses. minuses. And like, yeah. it would just be like negative degrees. Yeah, it's pluses okay though. I'll just get degrees. a big coat and a blanket. I'll be fine. Yeah, we visited there last spring, I think. It's mm -hmm. really pretty. There's like some like giant like wetlands sort of like thing like as we were coming in, yeah, and the mountains, with, like the snow, yeah, so pretty there. Like yeah, it. it's super pretty. I love it. Also, my sister goes there, so I'll be able to be closer to her, which will be awesome because I've missed her. Um, but yeah. yeah, it'll be good. And for I mean, those who don't know, uh, as far as your track career in high school, you, you definitely had a variety of accomplishments. So mm -hmm. Just tell us kind of what what you've been able to do in your career. Um, so yes, um, my, um, <laughs> 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 we'll be here the next half hour <laughs> talking about my college. Okay. So I love track. Um, I've been able to, um, make two school records and win state in three different events. Um, I won state last year, 2022 in the 200 long jump and triple jump. And our four by one team came placed second by seven thousandths of a second, so that was a definitely yeah. a nail biting race. Um, and then I have two school records: one in the long jump and one in the two hundred meter. And yeah, so. So, so, what I, so when I was asking you, like, how much do you like running on a scale of <laughs> one to three? Uh huh. I was getting at the records. Oh, I just want to clarify. Oh, that. oh, I thought it was clever, but then we. I had no idea. That was clever. Scale, on a scale of one to three state records or <laughs> state titles. Yeah. Well, Bree, I definitely uh, don't have accomplishments on that level, but I definitely <laughs> ran track and went to state meets and stuff like that. And, and so I have some feel for what that's like. And, yeah. Um, definitely, in my experience, a lot of life lessons. Definitely. Uh, and great experiences. Do you have any life lessons or experiences that stick out from track for you? Um, yeah, definitely the, the ability to push myself has been something I've learned and also managing my time because I'm a, I'm a pretty busy person between um, school, church, playing the cello, doing like three varsity sports and, um, <laughs> and yeah, calculus. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so being able to manage my time has been something that has definitely helped. And I've learned how to um, train with other people and, and to cheer people on and have fun and also trust myself because um, in, a, in trying different events, um, like I'm, I'm going to college to be a multi-athlete, so that means I'll be doing the heptathlon, which is seven events. Um, are, you, are you serious? Yes. Yeah, so I had to do that for one for. invitational and I hated my life. But. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm doing. So I'm going to have to. Yeah, she is getting paid though. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to have to definitely um, learn how to do some things that I've never done before. Um, so being able to trust yourself is really important because a lot of times I'll, I'll be doing a workout or I'll be doing a drill and my coach will tell me to do something and I'll be like, wait, what? Like, you want me to do that? Like, whether it's jumping up onto something or jumping over something. Um, and then I do it and I'm like, oh, that was easy. Like, I can do that. So I think it's just getting over the initial thing and um, the initial fear and just like trusting yourself is another thing. Yeah. I was thinking just 
there's a lot of things you mentioned that stuck out, but um, the time management thing, because I, as a bishop, I, I do notice that a lot with youth, that juggling activities, church, school, it can be really cumbersome. And I'm, I'm just curious if you have any advice for people that are coming up, maybe in high school, whatever, about how you do manage your time. Mm-hmm. Um. I manage my time by focusing on what I'm doing in the moment. So if I'm on the track, I'm just thinking about my track workout. I'm not thinking about the test I just took or the talk I have to give the next day in church. I'm just thinking about my track and um, my goals in that and getting closer to them. And then when I'm at home, I'm I'm with my family or I'm doing my homework. Um, when I'm at school, I'm studying and just being able to um, focus on what's what's right in front of you is really important because if you're focusing on everything you'll just be stressed out and I love being busy I love having lots of things to do and fill my time but it can be definitely overwhelming if you're thinking about them all at once so just kind of taking time um, to think about one at a time and just remembering why you like doing that thing and if you don't like doing that thing don't do that thing like do what you love to do and um, and the rest will just fall into place be where your feet are. Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Bree. Yeah. Well, where do we want to go, guys? <laughs> we got some other stories, and we could talk about. Hmm. All right. Um, it says that you would spend like every day outside. Um, when you graduate college, where do you want to go? Like, where do you want to live? Or when I graduate yeah. college? Like what would Ooh, be like your dream question, location? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're thriving. Like everything worked okay. out. What's what's that um, look like? I have no idea where I'll be after college. I barely know I'll be like <laughs> next week. Um, but I feel like definitely somewhere where I can go on hikes, bike rides, swim. I don't know. I've loved living in Oregon. Like we've got lakes, sand dunes, snow, um, mountains, rivers, like all within an hour of us. So I think that's been awesome. But um, I definitely want to move somewhere else for college. That's why I'm going to Utah just to branch out and live in a different place. And then I don't know where I'll go from there. Somewhere, I don't know. I like warm and cold and rain and snow. So wherever, wherever I feel like going, I guess. I definitely want to travel though. I, I'll go to a bunch of different places. I'll just live in the place I love the most. Maybe Hawaii. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll live in Hawaii. <laughs> there, that's my answer. Hawaii. I'll go to Hawaii. <laughs> so what do you like so much about Hawaii? Um, Hawaii? It's gorgeous. It's very nice weather. The ocean's beautiful and warm. Our ocean here in Oregon is kind of freezing um, <laughs> and rocky instead of sandy, but... Um, also, they have a bunch of rainbows, like, all the time. There's always a rainbow, and it's super pretty. Well, it's because it's always raining. <laughs> True, yeah. But it's, like, it's kind of like warm rain. Like, it's good rain. Yeah, it's nice. Island rain. Yeah. Have you thought much about what you want to do as far as career and things like that? Um, yes. Um, I'm kind of undecided between a few things. I'm interested in um, early childhood education and or development. And then also um, pediatric therapy um, or like physical therapy. Um, something with like how the body works and helping people would be awesome. Yeah. What made you interested in those fields? Um, 
I think that, well, my mom's been a teacher ever since, like, like forever she's been a teacher yeah. and just seeing how she work is able to work with people she's taught um, special education and uh, um, for people with disabilities and needs and she's taught normal school and just seeing um, the things she's able to do and the lives she's able to touch has been super awesome and then um, as far as like physical therapy goes my love for sports and track and just like how the body moves I just think that it would work really well because I'm already yeah. interested in that and I could use my knowledge that I learned in the classroom on track so yeah awesome no and I think you'd be great at any of those things um, and honestly two parents that help people right? mm -hmm. I have a few teeth that don't hurt as much because your dad so <laughs> that's good <laughs> I have a dentist appointment tomorrow <laughs> you go see your dad awesome well Bree do you like my creation that I've made is it a giraffe? I don't know. <laughs> Looks like a giraffe. Do we give context or are you just like... I don't know. Maybe we give context here, I feel like. <laughs> Nobody gets to see my beautiful creation. <laughs> it looks like a giraffe. You've got to explain it, Drew. No. You can explain it. I want to see. I, I want to hear it outside. What are those even called? Twist ties? Twist ties? He put... He made a twist tie giraffe. We had wrapped legs a bunch are white <laughs> and... We had, wrapped a bunch of, a mic, we had wrapped a bunch of mic cords, yeah. and they were all like brand new, so they were wrapped up with a bunch of twist ties. Yeah, mm -hmm. so playing with one of them too. That's why there's twist ties yep. everywhere. Drew made a sculpture out of garbage. That's Very what creative. I would say. Hey, Very okay, creative. I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> oh, dude, we oh, got rid of him. Hey. Oh, we did. Okay, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> this is my creation. His name is... Jerry. Jerry the giraffe. Or Jim. So, Bree. Jim um, Moriarty. You're talking about finding out which university you want to go to for college. Yes. So, Hi. what other things were you considering? Um, I was considering Utah State, um, UVU. I was considering BYU for a little bit, and then also Stanford. So, those were my main ones. And um, applied to all of them. I went on recruitment trips to all the ones I was interested in. And um, Utah State just, I don't know, I liked it the most. Solid. Yep. True that. I had a question for this is again like directed at the youth that are getting ready to decide on their college in the next couple of years. Yeah. How how would you recommend going about that process? What did you learn? Um, okay, so it's definitely it was a stressful process for me. Like I am somebody who needs to know I'm making the right decision before I make it. Like, I'll take a math test and I'll be the last one to finish because I'm checking over the answers I finished writing 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Like, I have to double check everything. Um, but honestly, you can't really do that when you're deciding what college you want to go to because you don't know what it's going to be like. You can't read the future. Um, so I think that just making a list of schools you're interested in and then learning as much as you can about them and just seeing which ones you like, going and visiting them, um, definitely praying about it helped me a lot. And um, honestly, just knowing that there's no right or wrong decision anywhere you want to go and you feel like you'll be the best spiritually, emotionally, physically, intellectually, that's the place where you should go. And so just being confident in your ability to make a decision, I think, is really important. I definitely had to um, learn how to do that because the decision is 100% yours to make and it's your life. So um, do something you want to do and go somewhere you want to go. I like that a lot, Bree. I 
I think that sometimes we have this idea that God has this whiteboard up in heaven where it's like Bree goes to this college. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time God's actually just saying, I trust you. Yeah. You know, and, and you'll make a good decision. Yeah. So when you're praying, you're not asking, which college should I go to? You're asking, I want to go to this college. Is that the right place for me? So it's confirmation rather than asking for the answer. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a funny thought. What was it? I was just like wondering, I'm like, I wonder if my car is still there. If it's just like the e-brake popped and then now it's just at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> for for coming, your, your hill coming up here is one of the steepest. It's either yeah. yours or the moon's. It's like, very steep. Mm-hmm. 100%. I have to back down it every single morning at like 6 a.m. when it's super cold and dark. And- Last night, she described it to me as, um, it's, oh, what would you say? It was like, you say it's like, Blind faith. I just do it without. Oh, yeah. in, you just when do it back down the driveway, just hope for the best. Keep the wheel straight. You'll make it down eventually. Yeah, it's fine. It works out. I haven't crashed into anything. So. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. ask. Have you hit that little fake <laughs> rock or the like? Yeah, the fake rock or the brick pillar. No, I have not. Has anybody? Um. Yes, actually. Ooh. My, well, okay. So it was super <laughs> snowy and icy, and when our driveway is like that. And you have to get somewhere. Well, you have to get somewhere, so you gotta go for it, um, full send. And so my, <laughs> when we were little, um, my mom was driving down it to take us to school, and we ran into the brick pillar. And then in our like, you don't know elementary school how they have the what'd you do this weekend or um, like write about your weekend, or write about your morning. So we we all wrote about how our mom crashed into the brick pillar, and then our <laughs> teacher just like talked to my mom. They were like, "So we heard this happened." <laughs> like, are you okay? Yeah. Like? So it was funny. That's happened. That's happened a couple times. But yeah. Other than that, we're fine. We we lived. Yeah, it was definitely fun hiking down last night. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely something to get used to. Yep, definitely. I've been able to use it for a lot of workouts though, which has been good. It's right That's there, true. so if I ever need, ever need to run hills, I just go outside. True. Yep. Well, I had a question for you, Bree. Uh, we ask in our show notes about what role being a member of the church has played in your life. And one thing you responded with is, you know, I'm able to be reminded of the love that he has for me, referring to Jesus Christ. I wanted to know what does remind you of the Savior's love? Um, I think that something that reminds me of the Savior's love for me is um, is looking at my life and and looking about looking at what I love and remembering that He has given me everything that I love. And um, one thing on that, everyone I feel like has something in their prayers that they keep consistent. And one thing for me is I always say, um, "Please know that I know my strength comes through and from Thee." And please bless me with that strength. And that's something I say all the time in my prayers um, because it reminds me that everything I've done and everything I have comes from Him and saying, um, I want those blessings and I'm ready to do anything for those. So I think that um, just knowing that we have that open communication and that He's willing to communicate to us and give us those blessings helps me remember that He loves me. And yeah. I like that, that was a lot. One of the best answers I've ever heard, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I like the being grateful for things that you love. I, I try to reflect on that sometimes too. I'm up on the mountains or something and just mm-hmm. like, thanks for doing that. Yeah. 
was awesome. I think that's extra special, like coming from you, like the whole like um, your strength is my strength, or my strength is your strength. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're like talking to like a state <laughs> champion here, so it's like I guess. Yeah, so I don't it's, know. Puts I just, it in perspective. Yeah, I feel like definitely being humble has been something that's been really important to me. Like, um, I don't know. When I, when I heard that I was going to be on a podcast, I was like, oh, no, they're going to ask you about all my accomplishments. And, I mean, I'll talk about them. People ask, but I usually don't advertise that. But um, just realizing and recognizing that um, Heavenly Father is, is the reason for all of our success. And um, I think doing that helps us to have more success because He wants us to be instruments in His hands. And if we're able to be successful in what we're doing um, while also being great valiant members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, then he'll be able to magnify our efforts and, and make what we do really count and really affect the lives of others, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay, this is my, my question turn. Go for it. Okay, Brie. Okay. This is my favorite question. Okay. Okay. Okay, so like register, this is my favorite question. Okay, got it. Don't mess this up. Got it. What is your favorite color? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> my favorite color. It changes all the time because of everything. I don't know. I really love earthy tones because it reminds me of outside. Um, so like blues and greens. and I really like the color burnt orange. Like, I, I, I don't know. I wear it all the time. and I like that color. I think that was like almost your exact answer that you gave in our notes, like verbatim. Well, that is my answer. I don't know. I just thought that was like, you said it almost like, never mind. I'm just like, were you just reading it? No. So wait, what's your favorite color right now? Right now? Yeah. Um, Right now, it's probably blue. Blue's a good color. Yeah. What type of blue? She didn't say cougar blue. No, no, no. There's lots of blue. Utah That's why yeah. I'm asking what type I'd of blue. I'd say Utah State blue. Huh? Utah State blue yeah. is great. Utah it's State like, blue. It's like the same blue. What do you think blue? of cougar blue? <laughs> They're like the same blue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Drew. Utah State blue is way better. They're both than like a navy yeah. blue. <laughs> Whatever. How yeah. far? How far is Utah State from BYU? Um, it's Eight. probably four. Yeah, three four hours. Three hours. That's probably crazy. two and a half to three hours. I think. Um, yeah. It's. We'll have it's to not get the group together away. out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Are you going to BYU? If I get accepted. Oh yeah, wait. It's been like the longest wait. I'm kind of curious if I got in too. (laughs) You're you're just curious. I don't know. I mean, I don't really, I don't really mind at this point. I just, I want, I want to know. I, I applied November first. I think you did too Mm around that time. Yeah. And it has been, I swear, three months. It's been three full months. Yeah. What takes them so long? I don't know. They're just slow. every other I guess school. You them. I feel like they're every great. other school has gone. You are you administrators? If you're listening, I think it you takes guys forever. are awesome. <laughs> I think you guys are wonderful. Take your time. Just make good decisions. Oh I can gosh, tell you guys true. how to get rejected really fast. How? That would kind of happen at my University of Washington interview oh, no, for med school. Been a crime. Uh, during the interview, they they saw that I grew up in Washington, and they they said, oh, "I bet you're really excited to watch the Huskies play." Oh, and no. it was a morality <laughs> moment for me. And I, I love the Ducks for people who don't know, but I just looked at them in the face and I said, "I hate the Huskies." <laughs> and they're like, "You're in." And I would only go to watch them lose. And literally, <laughs> as I'm leaving the building, I hear a ding on my phone, and it's like, "You have not been accepted to the Dang. University of Washington Medical School class of 2014." Wait, oh, I didn't hear 
was you. I thought it was like U of O or BYU. No, it was, it was U Dub. It was U Dub. You're like, you're like, you're at U of O. They're like, so do you like watching the Huskies? And you say, no. And then and you get like, that thing, in. and it's like you're accepted. No, yeah. it was University of Washington. And, yep. So that's how you get rejected. I was getting back. <laughs> hey, no. Jordan Moon, where are you? We need you to uh, come help <laughs> with this part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got a few minutes left still. I think. I so. think it's important the world to like to let the world know that Jordan Moon hates the Huskies. He like hates them with a burning passion. Yep. Now we'll see if he actually listens. No, 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 no. He hates them. I think you guys need to know this. Jordan Moon <laughs> hates the Huskies. Are we like supporting misinformation right now? <laughs> <laughs> I had one more That's... question uh, that we could go on, or but I wanted to see what, if you guys had other things you wanted to ask first. I, I wanted to know a little bit about the calling you have in the church now and what you oh, do for yeah. that. Um, so right now I am the um, conductor of the music. So I like, I'm the person who's waving their arm at the front of the congregation <laughs> when we're all singing. And I love it. I've been doing it um, since before COVID, so probably like two years or so. Um, oh, yeah, three. So it's been, it's been yeah, 2023. 20, right. Um, but yeah, I've been doing it for a while. and. Um, yeah, I, I love it. It's definitely it's definitely given me some perspective because my whole life I, I was sitting down um, with everybody, um, with my family, and I was like looking up at the um, at the bishop and the chorister and the organist and just thinking, wow, they sit up there every week. I wonder why they don't like sit with their families. Like that's so sad. And now I'm up there. The chairs there. are more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, the chairs are definitely more comfortable. Yeah. But um, I don't know, I like seeing everyone's face when I lead the music and just seeing the peace that it brings to everyone's um, everyone's day and um, just being able to just see the ward and I don't know, I like it. Now what are you all involved with in that calling? Do you plan the music week by week? Or? Um, so I mostly, so I just, I don't know, I'll talk to brother quail who's the organist about um what we play and then my brother he also knows how to play the organ so sometimes we'll go in early and practice if he's um playing and um and i think i don't choose the songs i don't know who chooses the songs it might think, be the ward ahead of us i think part uh, of like the bishop does right yeah it might be brother quail that's yeah doing I, it for I, you guys I'm yeah. assuming it is but um yeah i just show up lead the music do my part and then Carry on. What was that like too? Because it it is traditionally we think of that as uh, adult calling. I mean, now we have Brooke Marchin in our ward doing it. But mm -hmm. um, was that intimidating at all? Just being like, I'm still a youth, and I'm yeah. Um, it definitely kind of was because I don't know. I I just started doing. I would fill in. My mom would lead the music every once in a while, and then I would fill in when whenever she couldn't do it, and I just started doing it more and more, and then I got called to do it. And um, I was like, wait, I'm I'm not an adult. I'm not old. <laughs> I'm like 17. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's been super awesome. It's definitely helped. It just, I don't know, it makes it so much easier being in front of people. I've never been really like shy of people or anything. So I kind of, I don't know, I just love it. I just, I like being able to be up there and feel like definitely I have a part in the ward. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you want to do your favorite question? Yeah, or we could 
we we have one more thing. We've covered almost everything in the show notes. We almost never do this, but it's crazy. We just had the um, she talked about her painting. That's the. I think. Never. Never. That's my one sensor right there. I'm sensory myself. Wait, what? What do you paint? Um, I paint anything. I painted a pineapple a little bit ago. It was pretty cool. It looked pretty pineapple-y. Is it in your room? <laughs> it <laughs> is in my room, yes. So we, we okay. need to see the pineapple okay. picture and we need to see the, the video, video of you almost dying. Got it. Okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> it's a good list right there. It's a really good list. Yeah. Um, I really like painting um, like nature, like outdoor scenes. Um, I painted my aunt who lives in Florida like this picture of um, a lake with a boat on it and I don't know I like painting it's just, it's calming I don't get to do it a lot it kind of takes forever like it's kind of a day thing where you have to like let one coat dry and then do stuff on top of it and like blend and everything you kind of have to be able to sit down and knock it up for a while um, which is not what I do I'm usually moving 24-7 but um, it's super fun when I'm able to do it and it's just, it's cool. I like expressing myself in different ways. As you guys probably can tell, music, athletics, mm -hmm. school, and painting. So do you use acrylics or what do you use? Um, yeah, I like using acrylics and watercolor. <laughs> do you use charcoal paints? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever used those. Maybe like once or twice. I'm just making something. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> do you I use alcohol cream paints? Uh, Wait, no. alcohol paints is a paint, right? Uh, Ethanol paints? Ethanol? Sorry, okay, I'm taking this anyway. off topic. <laughs> Bishop, maybe you want to intervene here and ask yeah, that question. We, we could. We could finish that. <laughs> Unless you have something else. No, I, I think it's good. And um, So thanks for being our first youth interview. Of course. Yeah, this was hopefully you had a fun time. Did you have a good time? I did, yes. I, we enjoyed the conversation and um, just certainly a lot of adults and youth alike look up to you so um and just thank you again uh, yeah and Bree. so we we end each episode uh, the show is called the connection we end with the question how is being a member of the church of jesus christ the latter-day saints helped you better connect with our savior jesus christ um it has helped me connect with him by um, creating a structure in my life that includes him in my everyday so I'm um, praying to him every day. I'm reading my scriptures. I'm going to seminary. Um, it's just become the backbone of my everyday life. So, and communication is a big part of how you strengthen a relationship. And um, our relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing. So, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. This is a fun episode. We we could have gotten off track quite a few times. We still can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say we can't? I've been wanting to see if I could fit Jerry up on top of this balloon. This entire time I've just been wanting to see Oh my gosh. It worked. Oh. Kind of. Almost. I bet I can get him. Dang. He lives there now. He lives there. Oh my gosh. Podcast <laughs> listeners, Podcast you are missing Perfect. out. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Drew and Lexi, for being here. Always appreciate um, what you guys do as hosts. Thanks for having us. All right. We'll sign this episode of the Connection Podcast. We're on most podcast carriers, so please like and subscribe. The show's art is done by Joel Boreen, and the music is provided by Drew Boreen. We look forward to connecting to you next time. 
Until then, take care.